Okay, and we are back with Hostels in Hawaii. I'm Zoe Cashin, and today I had a splendid idea. I thought, you know, I was thinking about my parents and how much they've always set such a good example of love for me and just how inspiring they are to me. And I just love their love story and I love, you know, the example of love they've always set for me. And I was like, their story is pretty beautiful. And I was like, I want to share that. I want to do a podcast on that. I want to interview both of them on both of their perspectives of their relationship and how they met and all the good things. And so, yeah, that's what we have today. Um, Get strap in for a little love story. And it's going to be told from two different perspectives. So, um, I have Paul with me right now first, and yeah, we'll just get right into it. Okay. Hello, everyone. Thanks for uh, doing this, Zoe. Um, I mean, it's pretty quick and easy because, as you know, we met in a strip club. It's, uh, no. <laughs> and Paul was, you might think it was my mom who was a stripper, stripper but no, it was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it was no. Paul. Um, so, yeah, you, you're basically asking me to tell the story of me. Did not me in the strip club. I just want no, to set the record straight. Right. right. Uh, just joking. Um, uh, because you're going to hear over the next 18 hours how we actually did meet. Um, so at end, I would say, too, I'll, I'll change names to protect the innocent and maybe even more importantly to protect the guilty. Um, or, <laughs> what? Or, or maybe I won't change names, but you'll never know since I've said that. Even if I use the real names, you'll just be confused and you won't know who I'm talking Aren't about. Aren't the main characters in the story you and mom? Yes. What other names really need to be? I've always wanted a better, cooler name, so I want to give myself some cool nickname like Sweetness. (laughs) Paul will go by Sweetness in this one. No, I will tell you the characters in the story. It's me, Paul, and uh, my wife, though that was just a major spoiler alert, uh, Sylvie. Um, so it, you ruined the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys get married at the end of this? Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. Well, that's where it's going to take 18 hours. You'll find out. Um, so so I, just to set the scene, it was uh, the mid-90s in Philadelphia where both Sylvia and I had grown up but didn't know each other, even though we grew up quite close to each other. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, to set the, the context of all this, I was just finished with business Wait, school. Before yeah. you get into the real story, mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about the times that you and mom met before you actually met. Okay. Because okay. I feel like that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So to my knowledge, we met uh, twice at least. We don't know if there was more, but one time was... Um, uh, I I went to a school called Haverford School and our, and I ran cross country and our cross country um, uh, um, race course was on the Haverford College campus, which is where uh, Sylvie grew up. And I we were running against her school, Harriton. Uh, we had the race uh, and uh, I won it. And uh, Mama, who, I guess I was a senior at the time, and she was a ninth grader, a freshman. Whoa! Oh, yeah, Why yeah. would you expose that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, they. I have to change the grades to protect the innocent no. too. No, no, but obviously, no, so like they grew up around in the kind of same area in Philadelphia. But my dad went to an all boys school, so obviously they didn't go to school together. And my mom also traveled a lot, but she also did a large part of like her childhood was both for professors. Well, I said both for professors. Both mm-hmm. of her parents were professors at Haverford College, and so she grew up there. And um. Um, she watched my dad win this race and like you just won the whole thing yeah 
you legend. He just won the whole thing. So everyone was like picking him up and like like you were up on people's shoulders and everyone was like, Paul, 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 or sweetness, sweetness, yeah, sweetness. That's right, right, right. Well, to be fair, unlike, you know, the cross country you ran where the major races had a thousand people in them, you know, our races probably only had fifty or sixty people in them. So yeah, you don't need to be humble. Um, he okay. still won the whole race. Yeah. He won the entire so anyway, race. Anyway, Mama tells me that you know, she was there to sort of see, I guess, her sister's run and see if she might want to run cross country. And she saw that I won. And so she was going to come up and congratulate me. But, you know, I was talking to other people. Obviously, I, you know, all my team was there and the other team and uh, we were talking. And so she he was being lifted up into the air. Yeah. And she saw him. You were being lifted. Up. Everyone yeah. was just like yeah. chanting your name. And it was crazy. No, but it's crazy and that there was, there was inspirational music and the credits started rolling over <laughs> everything. And they're um, like, and this is the end, but just the beginning. Yeah. Oh, nice. But um, so anyway, that was one time we met. And then in the second time we met, uh, it will be Haverford College again, again, where she grew up. Uh, I was uh, in college back for the holidays and running with a friend of mine uh, who went to uh, Brown. And we were in the Haverford College field house. You know, they have a nice indoor track. And we were doing, you know, a workout just to sort of stay in shape over the holidays. And there was a woman there, a girl there, uh, whatever she was. I guess she was a, probably a freshman in college at the time uh, who was doing her workout, her track workout. And she had on a brown sweatshirt. I can't relate to this whole working out over the oh, holidays yeah, thing. Yeah. What what was that all about? Yeah. Like, come on. It's the that time was... to eat cook- Christmas cookies yeah. and, you know... Well, we did all Just, that too, but then we had yeah. to run it off. Um, they were both really good runners, and that will play a part into the story later, so just right. keep that in mind. So anyway, uh, uh, my friend AG and I are running around uh, the track. We see a, a woman with a brown sweatshirt on, and I said to him, oh, there's, you know, that person training over there is is from Brown. He's like, oh, I'll go say hi. And so AG and I went over to say hi. So AG went to Brown, right, and right. he thought mom was cute. Right. He was like, I'm going to not to expose AG. Maybe that was the time to switch the name. <laughs> Sweetness. Well, that can't be his right name. AG, come on. AG. No, AG's really, really cool. And he's one of dad's really good friends. And he was just like, oh, that girl went to Brown or goes to Brown. And, and I went to Brown. And she's kind of cute. I'm going to go talk to her. And Paul being the legend he was, he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, I'm a homie. I'm, I'm going to let my friend, you know, talk to this girl. You right. know, like, well, my they, sense is I would never see her again since they might see each other at Brown. So I was like, I'll just you know, stand off in the background because they have brown things to talk about. And so they talked and, you know, I sort of, I definitely remember meeting her, but again, I didn't really talk to her that much. Um, I was like, she's cute. She's cute. But he was like, I'll, you know, I'll let my friend, my buddy have this one. It's okay. He was trying to be a homie, but it's funny that like, you definitely, you were like, do you remember like being like, she's really pretty? Oh yeah. Um, and And so that was the second time we met. And, you know, we have friends in general, so maybe there were more, but those are the two that we remember. Uh, But then I'm going to fast forward like maybe eight or nine years. And again, the background that I was setting that I had just finished up uh, business school in New York and moved back to Philadelphia. And I was living in a cool house on Delancey Street um, with three other roommates. And um, uh, one night they were going out and we used to, you know, go out a fair amount because two of the roommates were at Wharton and... Uh, the other two of us had jobs. And so, you know, we were young 20-somethings, so we, you know, would go out uh, to bars and parties and stuff uh, a fair amount. And we had just gone out a bunch of nights in a row, I think. And um, uh, I guess all three of my roommates were going to this party, and it was a Wharton party, uh, maybe 10 blocks away. 
and they said, come with us. And I was just feeling a little tired and I'd been out, you know, several of the nights before. So I was like, nah, I think I'm good. You know, I don't need to go to a party. I didn't know who was throwing it or whatever. So I was like, nah, I don't want to come. And, uh, I can't remember even which of my three roommates told me to come. I think it was probably Amy White, but, uh, she, um, you know, said, oh, you should come. Like, what else are you doing? I was like, okay, I'll come. And so I went to this party. Oh, and the other thing I should say is at the time I had uh, sort of two girlfriends, right? I should say I was going out with two women. Um, they knew about each other. That's very they important. Did. They did. He was dating. Um, like they knew of each other. They knew it was happening. Right. So, um, but neither of the relationships was uh, particularly serious. In fact, I was probably trying to think about how I could you know, finish those off because I just wasn't, I knew I wasn't excited about them. But anyway, I went to the party, uh, and, uh, was hanging out there and I saw this person there who just seemed to have a lot (laughs) of person. Yeah. She seemed to have a lot of charisma. In fact, she just looked different from many of the people at the party because it was a Wharton party mostly, you know, with a bunch of, you know, MBAs and, and, you know, people like not dressed formally, but just sort of dressed like you might for a party if you're a, a uh, MBA undergrad or, or uh, grad student. And, um, but the person there that I noticed had bleach blonde hair and was wearing like cut off jean shorts and like <laughs> boots. And, and I'm pretty sure it was like winter time. So it was, yeah, I think it was. And so it's funny. What was she up to? Yeah, what was she doing? She's wearing shorts and why her hair was so blonde, like she had just been in the sun forever. Uh, I, I didn't know. And someone said, oh, I think that person there uh, grew up in Haverford, which is where I grew up. And so I was like, oh, well, I should go say hi. And it was the person I just described. Um, and, you know, if, if you're tracking along, you're, you're probably understanding this is Sylvie. And um, sweetness. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I go and talk to her. And after I'm talking for like five or ten minutes, I something looked really familiar about her. And I remembered I had met another woman who grew up. And she told me, I think, that she grew up on the Haverford College campus. I said, I met another woman who grew up on the Haverford College campus. And she goes, oh, that's probably my sister Amy. Uh, So it was, in fact. And I realized this was her younger sister. And we got to talking. And the crazy part is, so you met mom, sister Amy, my aunt at the party. Yes, maybe a couple months before. Oh, I thought it was like a week before, no? I I can't remember, but it was, it was, you know. But you'd met her just like before. before. Up in Connecticut. And and now we're back in Philadelphia. Right, and Amy said to Paul when she met him, she was like, you would love my sister. She Well, not love, but she was like, you're you're going to fall in love with my sister. I guess she knew that, you know, uh, I was living with Wharton people and she was living with Wharton people and, you know, we were both in Philadelphia, so we might meet. But I had forgotten that statement. It was long enough ago that I had no recollection of that. But it's crazy that Amy was like, yeah, um, you know, my sister Sylvia, I think you would get get along great with her. And the fact that you probably had heard that from you know what i'm saying i feel like that not like a common thing that people say to people right, but like right, right. you know you didn't think much of it you weren't like wow this sister that right, you're talking right. about will this be my my wife one day you know like you probably just brush it off and definitely you're like not. cool yeah yeah like you definitely just brush it off i you're brushed like, it nice. off enough that i had no recollection of it but as you know she told me about her background i thought this sounds really familiar and i mentioned this other woman i had met and she goes yeah that's my sister so uh we got to talking and we realized we were both runners and i was I was actually talking to other people I had just met at the party who said they wanted to go for a run. So I was like, okay, we're going for a run. And I thought, well, that's cool because I have something to invite 
Sylvie too, you know, like, cause I, I, I knew I was enjoying the conversation enough and was, you know, interested enough in her that I wanted to see her again, but didn't know how that might happen. But these two other people, uh, at the party were like, Oh, we should take a run. I was like, cool. And so I said to Sylvie, Hey, we all these, and I like pointed to the people across the room, we're taking a run. So do you want to join us? And she said, yes. And I thought, cool, that's going to work out well. So I got her phone number and, um, you know, told her I'd call her when we were going on the run. Well, uh, I did call her and I guess I, I didn't do a very good job of putting this run together because the other two people bagged out and I think they knew what was going on. Maybe, maybe. And, uh, I called Sylvie and I assumed she would call back and, you know, join me for the run, but I didn't hear from her for, I don't know, like maybe five days a week or something like that. And I sort of thought like, that's weird because I thought we had hit it off in talking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I'll I'll just let Mama give that side of the story of what happens with the phone call. Um, But then finally she does call me like after a week and I'm like, after I'd sort of given up the idea of that and she said, do you want to go for a run? Mm -hmm. So we did. And we ran. I can see Sylvie. Uh oh, there. You, well, that's that's your part of the story. So Sylvie, you're gonna tell your part of the story next. Yeah, she's walking through our studio. Uh, um, so anyway, she's so cute. I could see her with a huge grin on her face while you were talking. <laughs> so anyway, we went for a run and we started talking. You know, probably both trying to feel each other out. And it turned out that party was being thrown by her boyfriend at the time, and I let her know that I had two women that I was going out with. So it all seemed very safe and friendly. Like we weren't, we didn't seem like a couple of homies going on a run. It didn't seem like we were hitting on each other. It seemed like we were just friends going out for a run. And so we ran, but over the course of several weeks, we kept running more and more, which, you know, maybe seem more than I ever go to a party and the boy invites me on a run. I'd be like, wait a second. Yeah, this is (laughs) happening all Wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, I think probably both of us were sort of feeling things out on these runs. Like, you know, I sort of kept telling her, yeah, I think I need to get out of these two relationships. And she was giving me advice on that. And she was telling me how she wasn't really into this boyfriend that much. And they're both um, like, so yeah, it's not going too great. Yeah. And the other one was like, you should probably end yeah, that. Yeah, you should probably break it up should, yeah, it seems like not good. Just yeah, end, yeah, just yeah, break yeah. up with them. And it's funny. Cause yeah, I mean, obviously you guys were going on these runs as friends, but you know, there was definitely a, an attraction there yeah. right away. Like yeah. you guys definitely like clicked. I mean, I wasn't there, so I yeah. don't know, but I can assume that you guys like just clicked right off the bat and you guys were giving each other advice as friends. But I think in the back of your minds, you yeah. were both just like, well, maybe if we're both single, something can work out here. Well, I think you're absolutely right. At this point, after like five or so runs, I'm thinking, I think I might be able to ask her out at some point, right? And But we had kept meeting on the street, and so we had not seen each other's places, our, our apartments or our houses. And one day she said, you know, like for our next run, come on over to my place, and then we'll go from there or whatever. And so I, you know, got the address, I rang the bell, went into her place, and there was a guy there that it <laughs> sort of seemed like she was living with. And like as they talked, he was like putting his hand on her, on her leg and so forth. And I thought, well, this must be the boyfriend, but that's weird as you living with him because, you know, that's way more serious than she made it out to be. And I'm sort of confused why I've been invited over and right in front of me, like this guy's like, you know, 
putting his hand handsy with her, and Paul's handsy, like, right, right. Paul's just like, what the so hell? I, I kind of like you, and yeah. now I'm right in front of the boyfriend, and exactly. You know. And so I'm confused, and then like the doorbell rings, and another guy comes in, and he's like talking to her, like he's interested <laughs> in her, and you know, just so this is this how is, many men spoke to Sylvie, though, right, right. if we're being honest, yeah. Just, she, just so it isn't confusing, this is the current boyfriend at the time who's coming over. So I'm like, now wait a How second. How dare he? How dare I'm he like, be I'm the like, current boyfriend? That guy seems like a boyfriend and the other guy seems like a boyfriend. But she just tells him she's busy and then we leave and I'm like, what was going on there? And I come to find out, I guess she told me on the run, that the first guy was um, uh, her friend who she was living with. Um, uh, Jamie and uh, they were just friendly and then the other guy was the boyfriend and she was sort of trying to end it and I guess he just showed up but you know for for a fleeting like 20 minutes I'm like what kind of thing is this I thought I was getting somewhere and and <laughs> you were like is she does she yeah. into wait what's and, the word when you're with multiple people monogamy uh, uh, polygamous polygamous yeah. and you're like is she wait polygamous relationships yeah. Yeah. like is that what's going on well also Jamie the best friend is not into girls which is, is a pretty true. um like what's the word like that's a that's a good fact to know so right, the, right, the reason right, he right. was super handsy with her is because they were just best friends was comfortable. she <laughs> yeah. was comfortable right they were both just like yeah, yeah. we're just homies there's no sexual attraction yeah. there so i'll speed this along because i know it's been long-winded but uh on these runs now now that i thought oh you know we might like each other i started um uh just very uh sort of quietly taking a credit card with me because I thought as we run, you know, we, if we pass a nice bar or a coffee shop, we can stop in and get a drink and it'll, this will take this sort of just running friendship to another level. But, uh, you know, I think it sort of surprised Sylvie because we'd like just pass a bar. I'd be like, hey, you want to swing in for a drink? I've got a credit card here in my sock. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, how did that get there? Yeah, This yeah. credit card, like, oh my God. I swear when I laundry. do laundry, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. credit card just, I don't know, it ends up in my sock. Yeah. So that's awesome though. Should we go get a, yeah. an alcoholic beverage or light. coffee or food or anything you want? Because I want to yeah. just keep hanging out. Yeah. So, you know, we went for drinks or coffee a couple times, uh, and one particular time that was memorable was uh, there is a boat in Philadelphia docked at Penn's Landing, an old, um, uh, you know, three-master, I guess, uh, called the Mushaloo, uh, and they have, like, restaurant-slash-bar dance floor on it. So we went and got drinks and some dessert and stuff and danced or something and I think that's where we shared our first kiss and so that was pretty cool because it was just on a run that was pretty cool <laughs> that was pretty well no, can, can we can we also establish that the the other relationships had been cut off at this yes. point though I don't remember the chronology of all this but I think we kept telling each other about how the other things were going but yes as Best of my recollection, we had both told each other, oh, the other things... The other you two were not cheaters. Again. You were not no, cheaters. No. But they were young and they were dating around, so that's why Paul had two like women that he was kind of dating at the time. But they both knew about each other. And one of them... Are we allowed to say? One of them is your roommate? Yeah. Yeah, I think her we're good name that. was yeah. <laughs> Her name was... Um, we'll give her a fake name. Jasmerelda. Um, <laughs> but uh, so... So, uh, yeah, we shared a kiss uh, at the um, Mushaloo, which is sort of down in Old City, Philadelphia. And then we had to run like maybe 30 blocks back towards where we lived. And we got to this uh, quaint little park called Fittler Square, uh, uh, which is near the Schuylkill River. And we shared another kiss there. And and the reason I say that is uh, sort of uh, um, coincidentally, 
Sylvia at the time lived in a place on 24th and Delancey. I lived at a place on 17th and Delancey, and Delancey is this really pretty uh, uh, street that runs through uh, the Rittenhouse Square area of Philadelphia. And we ended up after, if you fast forward like another nine months or 12 months or something, uh, after we had gone out for a bunch, we decided to move in together, and we moved into a really cool apartment that looked ra- right out over Fittler Square, and we always thought, well, that's where we had our second kiss, like, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, 15 minutes after the first, depending on how fast we ran across the city. Um, and then I'll really fast forward so you this. You guys showed us the boat, right, when we were, uh, uh, maybe. maybe. Or yeah, maybe, yeah, I think probably. we went and saw the boat, but I also think... Maybe uh, maybe Kelly, my friend Kelly, her boyfriend lives in oh, yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I think they actually the they might have seen that. the boat. I yeah, think yeah. I want to check now because I don't know if it's still there or not. I sort of assume it is, but you never know. Um, but anyway, really fast forward, uh, we lived together. Uh, we we um, ended up getting engaged on the top of Mount Washington, which is a, a mountain that I hiked uh, an awful lot as a kid and even through college. And because uh, I went to school up in New Hampshire and then uh, we got married and we had two little rapscallions who are now older kids. Uh, <laughs> that would be Zoe and Mia. Uh, no way. Can so, we hide their identities? Yeah. Can we give them new names? That's right. So that tells you a little bit about how long it all lasted from, you know, these runs and the credit card and the sock and the party and so forth, because Zoe is now 19 and uh, that's Mia. That's wild. Do you yeah. ever just like it's look at me and think, wow, I... I have a child. I had a child who's now an adult. Yeah, it is weird. And well, it's I don't consider weird. myself an adult, but like, right, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, 18 is the technical legal. I've never considered myself an adult, but. No, and, you know, our other daughter, Mia, would always say butterfly effect, how things affect other things. It is weird. I think, you know, seeing Sylvia across a sort of crowded room in a party with, with uh, bleach blonde hair and the. Uh, cut off shorts and and the boots and stuff uh you know if i hadn't noticed that uh and if we hadn't talked and hadn't finally connected for that first run uh you know you two guys wouldn't be here they uh, would so, not be on yeah, this earth that's insane it's wild to think of and also just like i mean that's just it's crazy like there's just the the idea of like parents when they fall in love and everything and they have their kids it's like everything has to happen for the person that you become yeah. you know what i'm saying like Every, I don't know how to like describe this well, but I feel like you you know what I mean. Like like the timing and like the time that you guys met and the time that you like got married and all the stuff and just everything and then where you decided to move, like everything you guys did, yeah. like then is a factor in like who I yeah. became as a person, which is crazy. Yeah. I wanna give your listeners an assignment. So I told our story. I don't know if I told it in a romantic way, a long and boring way, an interesting way. But if if some of your listeners hear my version of that and then hear Sylvie's version of that, I want to hear who told it more romantically. It's like a who wore it best. Yeah. I want to hear who is more the uh, sappy romantic at heart in telling that story. Yeah. Um, because I, I probably, if mama and I were talking about it, I would probably say it all more romantically but I, in you this get, sometimes even you get kind of nervous explaining right, it right 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 i'd be a little more formal in a setting like this uh since i don't know who's listening to it but yes yeah. I, I found it i mean looking back on it i it just always puts a smile on my face and i 
you know, think those were very romantic times and they still are 25 years later. So, um, yeah, but I want to do a who wore No, I like that. I like that. I feel like mom will probably be better at explaining it in a more romantic Damn way. It. I just feel like she will, but I also feel like... Okay, cut. Let's do this again. <laughs> no, yeah, so. I, I feel like you are a romantic though, but I also feel like you get like sometimes like nervous like talking about it like you know what i'm saying like i don't know how to describe yeah, I'm it slightly guarded on these things yeah um, but he's also a softy i am you're definitely a softy and he's such a sweetheart and definitely is um perfect for mom cool it's perfect for mom i have a question for you yeah. um what is your favorite thing about sylvie as a person mm. <laughs> and well i have another question after that but yeah um, I think one of the things that strikes me is, you, you know, there's sort of all the standard stuff like I, I love her and I'm attracted to her and I love her personality and we have a lot in common. Uh, but one of the things that I sort of remember back on is one time early when we were dating, I, I can't remember what happened, but, you know, we were, I think I just remember the words united front. She's like, we have to be a united front on this about whatever thing we were confronting. And... I'd never heard that before, and I thought, it's really true. I mean, if we're going to be a team going forward for 25 years and then even longer, you know, we don't have to agree on everything, but in general, we want to sort of, you know, present a united front to people. Like, we're, she's she's my biggest supporter, and I'm her biggest supporter. And mm-hmm. while, you know, that's not necessarily unconditional, it almost it's almost as close to unconditional as it could be you know like if if she you know ran me over with a car i'd probably be a little less happy but but um but uh on everything i just want to support her and and be her biggest fan uh and i know that she always is for me too so that's pretty cool you guys are a good team for sure you just are always um (laughs) even if it's like i'm like I'm like, no, I want, I, I want to do this. And you guys are, you know, disagree on what's right in the right. situation. You still support each other as a team. Right. You know? We sort of try to go back with anything related to you and, and Mia. You know, if, if we're disagreeing on it, we sort of like convene later that night. You know, <laughs> well, let's make sure we agreed on this. So we're sending a clear yeah. uh, singular message. But I also feel like, I mean, I feel like you guys being such a good team is so good because it makes our family such a good team as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to like describe it, but it's like you guys are like the coaches maybe. Yeah. And then it makes the team work well all together. I mean, and, it definitely, a family definitely is a team. There are multiple yeah. people who have to function well together and, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. And well, okay. So this is my yeah, second question. Yeah. So that's your favorite thing about Sylvie is just that you guys are a great team, and I feel like. Um, Though, can I actually give yeah. another part of that answer? Yeah, yeah. When we were getting married, um, uh, we had to do a little training with the priest at our church, and he was a new priest, and we didn't know him very well. I had gone to the church for a long time, and yeah, uh, at some point during our training, he said, um, "So, what is it?" about the two of you that brought you together and will keep you together. And we both sort of answered independently, I think, oh, you know, we love each other, uh, but also we just have so much in common. And it's not like we're the same people, but we, we you know, have similar thoughts on, on, you know, how often we like to be social or how much money we like to spend or how we like to go out to eat or, or, and, 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 you know, like 
so, socially, similar ways you want to live your life. Yeah, right, right. And we religiously, and, culturally. And, and to me, that just felt you know pretty important. We're we're pretty similar to each other. We understand each other, right? And so I thought that was a pretty good answer. And as I said, we both basically said it, and the guy like took it all in, and and then with a very serious face said, "Well." This is going to be a long, hard, rocky road for the two of you. And I thought he was kidding because I thought I thought his take was, oh, I've never seen a couple that seems, you know, like so grounded in what they why they like each other, right? Why they love each other. And and uh, he when he so when he said long, hard, rocky road, I thought uh, he was being sarcastic. And then so I sort of chuckled and I was like, yeah. And he's like. But then I could tell he was serious, and he said, "Oh yeah, because you you don't have a mutual love of Jesus." Uh, and again, I thought he was kidding, uh, because I thought, you know, there are how many Christians in the world? Like maybe two billion Christians. So that would imply that if the only thing you needed was a mutual love of Jesus, that you could marry. He was any having two a religious wedding. Why was he? Yeah, we were getting married in a church. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so I didn't necessarily think his answer made a lot of sense but it is one of my great regrets in life because if I had only known he wasn't kidding and had been on the top of my game that day I would have just in a Homer Simpson voice said mm, long hard rocky road <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I like you know half an hour after we walked out of there I thought of that and I was like oh I gotta go back and tell him that it's so funny that you guys gave him like a sweet answer and like very like like we're in this together. We have like we just have yeah. similar views on life. Like we're we want to do in. we want to do this thing together. We're all in. We're in love. And he was like, "Well, yeah. Jesus is not in the mix." And you guys were like, "Oh, well, yeah. sorry." That's just like so interesting. Plus, honestly, he hadn't even asked us if we both love Jesus. I mean, we, he's just like, "If that's not your answer, that's not good enough." I'm like, "Wait, I didn't know there was only one answer. There are no right answers." Was his take instead of there are no wrong answers. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I forget. You you had your second question. Oh yeah, my second. That's so random and funny. My second question. It, I feel like maybe there'll be a similar answer, but just what is your favorite thing about being married to mom? Yeah. Um, that is, it could be the team thing too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is true. I was going to say, you know, one of the great things is you always know you have someone in your corner. You're always supportive of someone and you've always got like someone as a big cheerleader for you. So that's great. But also I just think that, um, uh, you know, I feel like she keeps me going and I keep her going. Uh, meaning like there's some nights, you know, you go out and you're like, or you're thinking of going out to a party. Like as, as I mm -hmm. described before, and you're a little tired, but she's like, no, come on, it'll be fun. And hopefully I do that for her mm -hmm. uh, sometimes too. And, you know, I just think, I think honestly in a relationship, you get the best of both people. So like, mm -hmm. you know, if one night uh, I'm, I'm, Feeling a five, you know, either just not feeling as social or tired or whatever, yeah. and she's a ten. We end up as a ten because I and and vice versa, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So so that's yeah. a great thing. I, think. I feel like you guys really do like lean on each other in the perfect ways and like help each other out, and you're there for each other, and you pick the other one up when the other one's down, yeah. and I feel like you use each other's strength when the other one is you know, doesn't have as much of it, you know, I feel like you yeah. guys balance each other out very well. Um, but that's all just part of being a good team. And yeah. I don't know, I, I just see you guys work together so well. And it just it always has inspired me. And it's always given me such high standards of what I want in just, you know, just a relationship. Um, because I see like what you guys have and how in love you are, but also just how 
well you make everything work and how just everything like the team aspect of it is so important um i have one more answer i wanted to share too because you know all the thought of teamwork and stuff sounds almost like the corporate answer to these questions you know it's very formal but my other thought is to one uh you know from the day I met her, I was very attracted to her. I found her very beautiful and, you know, beautiful smile and beautiful eyes. And, you know, 25 years later, that's all the same uh, still. Uh, But the other thing, and I think this might be the most important thing for me, is she makes me laugh and she laughs at me uh, Mm -hmm. all the time. And, you know, sometimes we don't do anything for a night and just sit around and well now as we're getting older, do that more often. But, um, uh, we just laugh all the time, you know, even if it's <laughs> stupid, like we're making fun of that person on TV or, you know, let me tell you what happened to me today. And, you know, I tell her a story and she's laughing at it or whatever it may be. I mean, we just make yeah. each other laugh. All you the crack time. each other up yeah, a yeah. lot. And yeah. also dad's just really, really funny. And mom has a great laugh. And, yeah. and it's just like, I, I do hear you guys laughing a lot and it's so cute. Even when, you are having a good chill night when you're like all right what show are we gonna watch together and you guys get super excited about whatever you know whatever you guys are gonna be up to for that night um and it's just very sweet to see my other question for Mm -hmm. you was um so the credit card and the sock great move love love the idea love the move if someone was listening to this podcast and they were thinking like okay what should i do um to kind of like get a person that they're interested in like attention guy girl doesn't matter yeah. like what should they do what what would your um advice be to them like yeah. y- young people old people whatever like just like if they're interested in someone and they want to impress them or they want to like spend more time with them or whatever what would your advice be yeah. because i feel like you were kind of like slick about it with the runs and then oh the credit cards in the socks so like what is your <laughs> advice with that Well, first off, I would say, and I'm definitely not just being humble in this, if you have to ask me what to do to meet, you know, loved ones, you're in trouble. Uh, Not you, but anyone. Uh, But so long as you've asked, I'll give my sense. I mean, I I definitively think I am not uh, the expert in this, but I do think it's... You don't think you have a lot of game, Dad? uh, um, Well, you know, I actually think just being genuine uh, makes you have game to this extent. So, like, if you're confident in yourself, and that's the first and most important thing in meeting anyone else, I think, whether it's a friend or a romantic uh, meeting or whatever, uh, but if you're confident in yourself, then you can be yourself all the time. And I think just being yourself is so huge because, one, you're good at it. You know you know how to do it, and you're comfortable. It makes you look comfortable and confident because you are. And so to me, like in meeting mama, like when I asked her out for a run, that was just, I was thinking she's pretty, I'd like to see her again. But I was also thinking, I just want to go for a run with some people and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm going to ask her because she runs and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just see what happens from there. And yeah, so it was just something you love yeah, to so do. Something to do. And, and, uh, you know, if you, if you're sort of true to yourself in, in, um, you know, the way you act and the way you treat other people and then also just being kind and thoughtful and sort of empathetic to other people, if, if you're that and, confident in yourself i just think you end up meeting the right people it doesn't mean that everyone you meet is going to like you but it probably means people who you're similar to and who are attracted to that who ultimately i think are the people you'd want to meet uh you know will be attracted to you and it's an easy way to meet people if you just think Mm -hmm. what can we do together you know like what would be fun yeah that's good advice. I love that. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add before we go? No, but I just want to reiterate that idea of uh, 
who wore it better? Who told it more romantically? Because as I look back over this, I think, oh, maybe I was a little too, like, uh, you know, contemplative instead of uh, romantic in, in telling this. So I think your listeners, if they've listened to both versions, should comment to you on whatever social media you do or use. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether I should point down and go click on the link below. But um, yeah, and say like, you know, feel free to critique both our things or uh, but but definitely right. I told it better. <laughs> whatever. I ever can hear that, right? It was me. It's Paul. <laughs> Everyone can hear that. No, I feel like you told it well. I feel like you told it true to you as you just gave the advice be yourself yeah. and you just you told it the way that Paul would tell okay. it with yeah. some jokes and in, in a chill way and just like just how it is, you know? And, and I definitely... don't know how to tell it as Jonathan would tell it. I just don't I don't even know who Jonathan is. So <laughs> No, but I also think I also think like you are a romantic, but I think it's hard for you to like in the like in this cause it is like a podcast, it is putting yourself out there and it's kind of like scary to like I don't know, be all romantic right, right. on a podcast. I need to podcast. watch more of The Bachelor until I can <laughs> let my heart be unguarded and unprotected. <laughs> yeah, all those words that they always use? are yeah. like, I need <laughs> to stop guarding my heart. Yes, and what else? They, I have to get out of my head. I'm things. guarding my heart. Yeah. My heart. What, wait, what else? They say They say such funny things. Yeah. But I'm blanking on all of their like... I don't know. The only thing that Mama and I see now as our goal in life is to make sure that you or Mia never ends up on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. <laughs> so that's really the only parenting we have left to do. I don't think you need to worry about that. That <laughs> sounds so unappealing to me. Yeah, like, yeah. this just sounds horrible. Yeah. But yeah, this has been Zoe and Paul. Paul. And Paul. And uh, <laughs> there are three of us here. Where's the other person? Well, thanks very much for having me. So it's yeah, fun to be able to tell that story. I love it. Okay, and I'm back. And miraculously, I found the stripper at the strip club that my dad was talking about all those years ago. I'm just kidding. I'm here with my mom. Um, hey, Sylvie. Hi, everyone. And Sylvie's here to tell her side of the love story. So take it away, Sylvie. So, contrary to popular belief, I did not meet sweetness <laughs> in a strip club. <laughs> I showed my mom the first, like, couple minutes of Paul's <laughs> podcast, and she was just cracking up. <laughs> and this will so, definitely not take 18 hours. Yeah, but she doesn't know anything else that he said, really. I mean, she knows the story, but she doesn't know his take on it. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't listened to his side of the podcast, but I played her, like, the first couple minutes just so she could get the gist, and I thought it was feel. funny, and feel. I knew it would make her laugh, so. And laughing she was. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I had just come back from, and I also want to preface this by saying I talked about this a little bit on my podcast when I was in Hawaii with Zoe, so I don't want to repeat those same things again, so I'll just fill in kind of the missing pieces from that, but I had just come back from Peace Corps Molly. It's okay if you give people a refresher, a refresher on, yeah. yeah, well, because when you were in Hawaii, I just asked you about love in general, and then you talked yeah. about some of your experiences, mm-hmm. but this is your guys' story, so I want the full story. Full story. Give us okay. the full story, yeah. I'll give you the key key points, so... A little bit culture shocked. Um, I Wait, started. Yeah, so you come back from the Peace Corps. Come back from the Peace Corps from Mali. I'm in Philadelphia. Definitely culture shocked. Um, I had started one um, class of grad school at UPenn just to see if like I liked it and if I was like had made the right decision. And so in this class, I met this friend Sarah, and um, she was pretty fun. And she was going on vacation, and she was like, "Why don't you?" dog sit for me and live in my apartment in the city because I was living like outside of the city and so I was like sure <laughs> so I was dog sitting her dog named Stuart <laughs> and walking this dog around I met a guy who also had a dog and we um 
Spoiler alert, this is not who you think it is. You might think it's my dad. No, it's some other random man. So, I met another We don't like man. dog man. I met a guy. He was a Wharton guy, and he had a dog, and our dogs kind of hit it off. And um, so we just, like, started talking, and then I think we, like, made another dog date or play date or whatever. And, and then, like, so I had gone on a couple dates with this guy. So basically, he was perfectly nice guy, you know, smart. He was fine. Lab. He had chocolate lab. Had chocolate lab. I don't know. A little bit something, suspicious. There's nothing wrong with him, but mm, he's not dad. He's not guy. Paul Cashin. So anyway, he's nice, of, fine, mm, bland, vanilla. We don't love him. Yeah. Chocolate lab. Chocolate. But he was vanilla. Chocolate lab. He's boring. Vanilla. He's boring. Perfect. Perfect description. So, so basically, um, he has a party at his house, and he invites me, and because I'm his girlfriend at the time. And um, it was like a really fun. Sylvie, so please explain like, yourself. Why are you dating someone other than Paul? <laughs> oh, it's hard to imagine. So don't <laughs> think about it too much. So I'm at his party, and someone introduces me to this guy, and I start talking to him, and we're having like a really fun conversation. We're both from Haverford, just outside of Philly. He's like a couple years older, but we have all these fun little connections as we're talking, which some of them I touched on before. Um, one of them was that he had met my older sister. Amy before he met me, which is kind of crazy. But so I'm talking. also this is just random. But we were looking through albums of like photo books the other night, yeah. and we were looking at pictures from around the time where like Paul and yeah. Sylvia just met and everything. And I saw a photo with Paul pointed out to me. He was like, "Zoe, this is what I meant when I said Sylvia had bleach blonde hair and was wearing like my hair these was like really blonde, yeah." yeah. And because I'd been in the sun for two years, my hair was super blonde, and I'd hennaed it, and then I tried to get the henna out, and it was very, very mm-hmm. blonde. And and you were I wearing these really shorts, tan, and you were really tan. You I just looked cut off Levi's jean shorts that I wore a lot, and so I was wearing those and. Um, yeah, you looked, I you looked, looked absolutely different. beautiful in the pictures, and I could tell how you would like look different from everyone else because you were just radiating sunshine. <laughs> like you just looked so cute. Well, I looked different from these Wharton people, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I and nothing wrong. I mean, yeah, there's we know a lot of great people who went to Wharton. There's nothing wrong with that. But basically, I was like a little bit. Sylvie was sunshine. The rest of them were vanilla. <laughs> we're moving on. Sunshine. So anyway, I just remember being at this party, having this great conversation with this guy, and then just kind of mingling about a little bit. And then I remember that the guy that I was dating from Wharton kind of like you know grabbed me, introduced me to someone, whatever, pulled me into the kitchen, and I just remember that he kissed me in the kitchen. And while I was kissing him, I had this thought about the guy that I had just talked to, and I remember thinking huh, I hope that guy doesn't see me kissing this guy. You're so scandalous. Kind of like, hmm, like, why am I thinking that? You know right. what I mean? And I and really I, didn't like Mr. Wharton Chocolate well, Lab Man that much. I think the thought came more from, like, an emotion about of caring about Paul already, honestly. And, and not just, like, I might be interested in him, so I wouldn't want him to see anything that would make him not interested in me or just think, like, oh, she's got a boyfriend and just give up on me. But rather, I think I really didn't want him to be hurt. Like, I think, and that might sound super presumptuous, but I think I started to care about him from the moment I met him. And I wanted to be good to him. Yeah. And I felt like... Um, I just knew there was something. There just was something there. You could feel something special there, yeah, and you I were like, felt, "Wow!" I like just I felt a connection to this really kind, interesting, smart, cool person. Um, but so so anyway, that like was just stupid party. vanilla chocolate lab <laughs> Wharton man. Please get off of me. I don't want your stupid <laughs> lips on my lips right now because there's a man that I care about greatly. He's in the other room, and I just met him tonight. 
but he means the world to me. And if I swear to God, if you put your lips back on me, he might see and he might get sad. So please walk away. That's what I would have said if I were you. But I don't think you said that. I didn't say any of that. But because I didn't thought really that. know. But I had this little inkling of a tiny little seedling of a thought. And um, so anyway, there was this, this party and, and Paul and I had talked a bunch and we had talked with some other people and the, the group had kind of like been talking about running. He was a runner. I was a runner. There was maybe like five or six of us that sort of made a plan to go running. And um, so he did get my number so that, you know, we could get in touch about this run that we were going to take. And I remember walking outside and like saying goodbye to him in the street at this party. And I just remember thinking this guy just seems so funny and smart and genuine and kind. And I just really liked talking to him. And he was just really engaging and, and fun to talk to. And I remember having this sort of feeling of surprise, like maybe that's maybe that's my guy, maybe that's my person, but I don't know. But kind of already having this realization that the Wharton guy was a perfectly nice guy and a perfectly great person but just there was no spark yeah my person person. i have a goofy grin on my face as my mom is talking it's just so sweet and i like (laughs) my my little heart is warm and fuzzy as she talks i think i knew well anyway so so the plan was to run but of course like everybody woke up hungover i don't know you know this is before cell phones the phone was ringing wherever i didn't get it i also i guess neglected to tell paul that i was leaving for mexico for 10 days to go visit my sister janine so i I didn't get the call about the run, didn't make it on the run, packed up, took off from Mexico, was gone. Had this really fun trip with my sister where we were, we went horseback riding and bungee jumping and oh my God, we did so many cool things. And, um, but I remember telling her about him and like thinking about him and because the funny connection that he'd already met Amy. Um, still dating the other guy, right? And I was dating the other guy. Yeah. It, I told was Janine guy, going to Mexico for two right, days. But was Janine like telling, because... Janine's a good sister. Was she like? Sounds like you don't really like. Like, was she like? I, I don't think she really. I don't think we really got into it that much. But mm-hmm. I just think that I mentioned him, but and she I, I kind of tried to tell you like it seems like you like the other guy more than your yeah, boyfriend. I think Janine said something at our in our about her, the toast she gave at our wedding about it. How she felt like there was already something there, but yeah. I can't remember exactly because really it was Amy. But anyway, so I, I upon my return from this trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I come back. This is the good part, ladies and gentlemen. This is the part that Zoe asked me about on the last podcast, and somehow we skipped over it. But basically... When Zoe told me the story, I I just loved it. I was like, this is true love. This is beautiful. This is everything. So there was this message on my voicemail, and it was playing out loud in the kitchen, because that's the way answering machines worked back then. And I was at home in Haverford after this trip, and I wasn't dog-sitting anymore in the city, so I was in Haverford. Um, and so mom was there and mom was in the kitchen. Grandma Mimi. Right, Grandma Mimi. And so she heard this message playing. And I just remember it was a super long message. Like Paul talked for like a good five to six minutes into the answer machine. And so I was listening to him go on and on. And mom just walked in and said in her little mom voice, who's that? Kind of curious mm-hmm. and kind of because she could tell that I was just listening. And I said, oh, my God, I love him. I said mm-hmm. that out loud. So... I called him back. No, this is not what you said. You said you said she went, "Who's that, Sylvie?" You were like, "You went." You said something like, "I don't know, but I love him." Even though you didn't yeah, know, but you were yeah. you were just like, "I, I said, oh my god, I love." Well, anyway. you, you were like, a, "I don't know." You didn't want to tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to tell your mom who it was because you were like, "Mom, shh, shh be quiet," because you wanted to listen. But you were like said something. You were like, "I don't know, but I love him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just really liked his long, long ass answer machine message. Well, he was in love by the first answer. <laughs> so, but I knew okay, I was I having this to... conversation with people the other day. I was like, damn, like, 
everyone all my friends who don't have their voicemail set up please set them up because i would love to leave you guys long voicemails i think that's the cutest thing i wish people would leave me longer voice like long voicemails i was like going through my voicemail the other day i think i was with kelly and we were going through our voicemails and i had some really funny ones from some of my friends i was had some like butt dials i was had some really stupid ones but there was also some that were just like obviously like accidents and i was like and it's such a shame when you click on a three-minute voicemail and you think that you're about to hear some like funny cute thing from your friend and then you're like oh i'm just listening to like their phone in their pocket of their ass like you know saying you're like you're just like i'm listening to nothing but right so i was just like damn this was one that it was really long and i don't remember all the things he said but But this is just my public service announcement that if you're in my life you have my number please call me and leave voicemails i will do the same to you i think that's the cutest (laughs) thing we can talk about whatever and that's all yeah so i I have some good ones from you i'm just gonna leave really long i love that i will purposely not pick up my phone so that i can hear (laughs) your voice yeah no but i love the idea of that i feel like like, zoe i know you're not picking up (laughs) no but i feel like people used to do that all the time when you guys had landlines and everything because people were just like oh yeah we leave voicemails because you're not home or whatever but i feel like nowadays if you call someone they don't pick up people just usually hang right up because they're just like eh whatever but yeah i love a good voicemail please don't knock it it's just i just need to i need to throw that into the world i need to announce it i need everyone to know that i just this is my thoughts and feelings (laughs) on voicemails and i would like for people to now leave long ones for me of a good voicemail yeah, I guess the context of this is weird because my mom, I'm, my mom's talking about how she fell in love with someone when they when they left a long voicemail. I don't mean in that way. I like want the homies to send yeah, me voicemails. Yeah, yeah, not in like a platonic. I want platonic long voicemails. Anyways, okay. so anyway, I called him back and explained that I'd been gone for ten days and that I did want to go running. And so we set up this run and basically we just like our first like run together was like five miles long and we just talked the whole time and we had just like a lot of fun things in common. I remember talking about like really liking gospel choirs because we really both liked the music and the sound of it, but neither one of us was like particularly religious. So like we wouldn't probably join one, but like it would be fun to sing in one every once in a while. I don't know. We had talked about all these funny things and and Uh, foreshadowing to you guys joining my school's like parent choir. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, the runs were, I think we ran together for like a month as friends because I was still dating this guy and I knew that I had to like kind of end it and was like figuring out how to do that. And then he was also dating some actually two people. And so he was, you know, I was telling him like, yeah, you should probably break up with both of those women. He was telling me, yeah, he was casually dating them. He was casually dating them and they knew about each other. So nobody get twisted. Paul was not a cheater. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he was, he had to, you know, take care of ending those things. And I had to take care of ending my thing until we kind of made ourselves available but we would just like run as friends and the runs got like longer and crazier and we would just like more adventurous. And then, yeah, he would just like, you know, pull out his credit card out of his sock at, after the fifth mile and say like, oh, well, now I'm hungry. Do you want to go get something to eat or something? To drink? What did you think when he did that? Were you like, oh, this is a move or were you yeah. like, okay, yeah. yeah, I was like, OK, he wants to hang out even more. And <laughs> like, so you were on to him. You were on to his on tricks. To his trickery did not go past you. No, I mean, I was like, yeah. I was like, but that's a good move. Yeah, it's pretty you good respected move. it. Credit card in the sock. I think it's a good move. Right, I, I would, again, public service announcement. <laughs> if someone wants to take me on a run and bring a credit card in their sock, I will not be mad at that. That I, but maybe I'd be like, how did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I'd be like, how did you know? Because that's a pretty yeah. distinct move. I've never heard of anyone else doing that. <laughs> yep. So one of them was to a 
run to a boat called the Moshalu, which also had a restaurant. And that was where we had like our first kiss. And um, it was just like really, really nice. And, you know, the rest is history. I, I remember that like then we just like started dating and um, it was it like was a little bit until he um, said that he loved me and we were in a restaurant. And I just remember that when he said it, he just got so vulnerable. <laughs> and I, like, I remember telling him that somehow he looked really small all of a sudden. <laughs> it was just like something happened with my vision, like something's big is happening now. Like, but I could just feel it. And um yeah, and it was just really sweet the way he said that, and I, I was like, yeah. It too. yeah, wait. And that restaurant actually was called Tequila's. It was a really cute little restaurant in Philly, and one funny story about that place is that after we did get engaged, which was like, you know, a whole year of, uh, we dated for a year, then we lived together for a year, and then we got engaged, and um, when we got engaged, it was at the top of Mount Washington, and he just picked up a rock off the trail and handed it to me and said, after he had proposed and said, I want you to be able to tell your friends that I got you a huge rock because he didn't actually have a ring when he proposed. And so it took us a while to actually get a ring, um, which we got from a friend of his who was a jeweler who designed it. And that was kind of fun because we got to, you know, pick out the ring that I wanted. Um, but your so ring then, is beautiful. Yeah, I love so it. He took, then we took this ring back to that restaurant, Tequila's, because we had this idea that like, oh, he should get down on one knee in the restaurant and propose in that restaurant because then the waitress and the waitress staff would see us and think, oh, they just got engaged. We should bring them free champagne and free and dessert. dessert. Yeah, so we did. We, did. <laughs> we pranked, yeah. So we went into this place, Tequila's, and he did a second, like, I'm going to start doing that. I'm just, yeah, so I'm going to start proposing trick. to my friends, Propose guy or girl, people. doesn't matter. I'm just going to start proposing Propose to them. With a ring and a but I feel like I look too young. You See what you get. Yeah, it's like the happy birthday thing. Like when you're just like, it's their birthday. Yeah, they brought us champagne, they brought us dessert. People started clapping, cheering Dude, for that's us. That's such a good life hack. I don't know why people don't use that more often. We had, we had already we had already been engaged for a while, but we just, you know, yeah. we did it with the ring. Wait, so. okay, backtrack because one, you just, you really like I know, said, I way you were like, we, he, we were in love and then now we're married. No, so, okay. One of the lines that I remember him saying, which was, wait, really I was going to ask you about this, was that, in, was this in the restaurant when, wait, okay, you oh. said what you were going to say, but I was going to ask you about something. I was going to say that when he, when we talked about moving in together, which was after like a year of dating, I remember him saying, I think you're my last girlfriend. That's <laughs> well, yeah, like dad, that. dad's always told me, he was like, yeah, when I, he was like, I thought it was a bigger deal for me to ask Sylvie to move in with me than um, to ask her to marry me because he was like, I knew that once we moved in together, we were going to get married. Yeah. Which makes which sense. what he was saying. I think you may be my last girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you'd still want to, it was good to live together and like, yeah. you know, make or sure we that were that was totally a bigger deal to him, but that that was like a bigger step. Like he was yeah. like, once we move in together, it's a sealed deal. Like if it works well, like it's go. you know what I'm saying? That to him felt like the bigger step. I remember yeah. you saying that. Yeah. But, um, no, I think that's true, for sure. Like, that was a really big deal to move in together because we were basically saying we're very committed. And um, But we lived together for a year before we even got engaged. And then oh my we... Gosh, tell them the story of us going to your uh, first apartment, like your Philly apartment. Yeah. So this was maybe, like, five years ago or four, no, four years ago? This, years ago. Oh, I guess it was, definitely, it was definitely before COVID. So, yeah, it was probably, like, three years ago. I think it was, like, now. right before, yeah. Yeah. So I think we it was were, the Thanksgiving, like, 2019 Thanksgiving, I feel like. 
Yeah. Or maybe 2018 Thanksgiving, something like that. Yeah. So we went to Philadelphia just, you know, for the holiday and to see Paul's um, family. And then we went downtown and we were wandering around and parked kind of near our old apartment. And then we were like, well, we should go buy it and just look at it and show the girls and the apartment that we had together. And um, so we just went into the lobby and <laughs> we're looking at the names on the apartment, um, you know, the buzzers by the buzzers. And I said, oh, well, we were in that apartment, apartment two or whatever it was. And Zoe just reached over. She's like, let's push it. And I was like, ah, Mia said, no, no, It was no. so funny. I was like, no, we should definitely push it. And Paul was like, mm, not a good idea. And Mia was like, Zoe, why would you do that? It's a horrible idea. Like, you can't just push the button. And me and Sylvia, I looked at Sylvia. I was like, Sylvia, I know you want to. Yeah. And Sylvia was like, yeah. She was like, that sounds like a pretty good idea. And I was like, yeah, why would we not? Like, worst case scenario, like, they tell us to leave, you know? Like, yeah. but before I was like, COVID. that's, yeah, it was before COVID. Like, it was just very valid. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, like, go back and visit places that they used to live or places that were meaningful to them. And, like, if that was me and I was living there and, like, a couple came by and was like, we used to live here, I think that was so cool. That's yeah. just me. So I I Sorry, buzzed buzz. the button because <laughs> I was, I was like, no, I want to see my parents' old apartment. This is cool. Let's just buzz it and see what happens. Yeah. And we buzzed them and they're like hello and you said something like um also uh, we're not very intimidating looking i get it if like if it was like well i wasn't very intimidating sounding like i don't know it wasn't like we were gonna rob them or anything like i was clearly like a little girl like i was just like hey what's up my parents lived here and you said something about carol the landlord and she said oh are you carol's daughter oh and i was (laughs) like i am not carol's daughter yeah basically then i got on and i said we're down in the lobby we used to live here we were just in the neighborhood and she said oh well do you want to come up and we said sure and i basically was just like my parents used to live here and she was like oh carol are you I don't know. She thought yeah, it was someone else. Terrible. And I was like, I was like, then I got really confused. I was like, that is not me. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, no. My parents just used to live in your apartment. We we're just buzzing to like, see, yep. like, say hi, like, what's up? And come they were like, in. come on up. Like, they were so game for yep. it, which is really nice of them. Yeah. Very, very nice. So we went up and they had this whole spread because I think they were about to watch the Eagles game or something. Yeah, they and they, they were about to watch. Invited us to they invited us to stay. They liked us a lot. They they gave us food. They, they, gave us they were like, definitely stay and watch the game with us. And we were like, that feels like we're intruding at that point because you guys have this nice spread. And like, mm-hmm. we ate some of the food, but I was just like, yeah, like if we stay for the game, maybe that's yeah. crossing the line a little bit. <laughs> but the place looked a little different. They had redone the kitchen. You know, they had done a bunch of upgrades. But you other- guys were like, it's so much nicer oh, than when we lived in here. <laughs> when we lived here back in uh, 96 or yeah. 97. Um, but it was just really fun to see it. And they were so sweet to invite us in. And yeah. then just so the memories flooded back. And yeah. I just remember showing you like, you know, this. And outside of the window of our bedroom, you could look right out onto Fittler Square, which yeah. is where we had like our second guest. Yeah, that's so sweet. And they were like, they were the couple was so sweet. They were like, they were like, oh my gosh! Like they were looking at our family, and they were like, this is what we want, you know? Like to them, it was like very cool experience, which I'm happy we got to give that to them because they were looking at you and Dad, and they were like, oh, they lived here as a young couple, just as we are right now. And look at them now; they have this family, they have these two girls, they look so happy, they're visiting, you know? Like they were like, they they were totally soaked. You could tell that they were like, wow, this is hopefully what our future will look like. Moved into that apartment, I remember Carol, the landlord, saying, well, the couple before you got engaged and the couple before them got engaged and so maybe it's a love apartment it is yeah and then and then we didn't she she was really um sweet about it when we well we moved out because we're moving to dc but um she gave us like a really pretty um bowl for our wedding like for our engagement we didn't she didn't come to our wedding but when we told her we were engaged and leaving the apartment she gave us a really beautiful bowl which we still have 
It's that. It's the. It's right over there. Oh wow! Oh my God! Thanks, Carol. (laughs) Shout out to Carol and shout out to that couple. I hope they get (laughs) married soon, and I hope we get invited to the wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But okay. What I was gonna say is the conversation that you and Dad had at that restaurant about. He was like, "I'm stoked." Oh yeah. Because this is just. I love this. this. Okay. Did I not talk about this before? I don't know, okay. but say it again, girl. Right. What do you so think? Basically, it wasn't at the restaurant. I think we were in a car. I don't remember. Or maybe, but he, basically, he just said. He just me, looked at you and he had this look in his eye, you know? And he said, I'm psyched. I'm psyched oh, yeah. on you. I'm psyched on you. But you know what? I'm also psyched on me. <laughs> Which might sound kind of cocky, but I think no, the it's confidence. It was confidence, and like now that you've done all this stuff on like self love, like you're, you know, you're journaling about self love and talking about self love. I think about that, and I think that's what that's what yeah. he had. I feel and like when like that song, like how can I love you if you can't love yourself? Yeah, he was already there, like so he was older than I was, and he was basically like happy with himself and like you know, like ready to be in a good relationship because he was at a good place with himself Mm -hmm. and that's what he was conveying to me like I'm psyched on you but I'm also psyched on me like Mm -hmm. knowing like I'm a good guy and like I've got good things going on for me and like I'm like we're gonna have a good time together you know that's kind of what he was saying which is awesome I feel like your guys generation didn't like openly obviously self-love's always been like a thing but I feel like our generation talks about it more just like how our generation talks about mental health a lot and you guys obviously it was always depression anxiety all these things were obviously still they were there but it wasn't as openly talked about and so I feel like the fact that I feel like nowadays it'd be pretty normal for someone to be like dude I love you but I also love myself this is sick (laughs) <laughs> this is an awesome relationship but i feel like back then it probably that was like more of an uncommon thing to say but i love that i love that he was psyched on himself because it did mean that he was confident ready feeling good mm-hmm. was ready for a relationship and it's really important to love yourself and have that self-confidence when you are going into a serious relationship because you know it is yeah. true it sounds cheesy but you really you can't love someone to like the fullest ability if you don't have all the love in the world for yourself Absolutely. first because you gotta you gotta have a lot of it for yourself and then you're like oh now i have extra i can give it yeah. i can give it to other people <laughs> and paul had face. a bunch yeah and he was like ready to give it to you sylvie and sylvie yeah. was like word i i got some too i'm ready to give it to you <laughs> and i just think that conversation is very very cute and yeah. describes oh, your relationship the well. other thing that i just remembered because we were looking back at pictures of the apartment that i was living in when i met him which had a very cool balcony and and you saw that picture of me standing on the balcony yeah. and then that memory flooded back or paul remembered that he was coming over to see me and he was down in the street and i guess i was on the balcony looking you know like romeo and juliet like hey you know like he said i'm coming over and i was holding a bunch of grapes Mm-hmm. And I just like grabbed one of the grapes and tossed it, and, and it came flying off the balcony. And he started running around to try to catch it. And I must have thrown like ten grapes, and he caught them. He started catching it from pretty far. Like I was pretty far up. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like, "I must have really cared a lot about you because those grapes were hitting at a heavy volume because <laughs> they were coming from so it was like <laughs> yeah. shoved down his throat." From he's like, "Oh, perfect, great, above. awesome. These are so tasty." But I was. I was just dying laughing at him running around trying to catch all these grapes down on the street when I was throwing them to the balcony and it was just this like he just did so many funny fun things like that just cracked me up and 
he was I think just, stuff like that's um, the best when you're not taking yeah. life too seriously with the person and you just make each other laugh and you do yeah. things that are sweet and memorable and you just create little beautiful life moments together i think that's yeah. awesome uh, but i had forgotten about it until you saw that picture on the balcony and then yeah. you remembered yeah yeah we were looking through the scrapbooks and there were so many cute pictures of our parents as a couple like at all mom's when took. yeah and all, all the, the trips, trips and... we took was to belize together which was amazing and then we did like a whole eastern europe thing where we rented a car and drove around like hungary and the czech republic and um yeah i mean we've all travelers travel yeah we always love to be explorers together and see new places and do cool things and have that sense of adventure together so um that's so sweet we made a good match that way too Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about the proposal because you kind of like oh, yeah. talked about it briefly, but okay, what, yes. like run that down, de- like run, run it, it down. Run it yeah. Run it back. Okay. So we, um, well, we had been living together for like almost a year and it was the July 4th weekend and he was like, oh, I'm planning something. Let's go up to New Hampshire. Like we should do a hike. And I was like, you know, he went to Dartmouth and he grew up um, going to New Hampshire in the summers and going to camp there with his or doing some things with his family so I knew New Hampshire was a really special place to him um, and I had been to Dartmouth campus with him but the, I guess we hadn't hiked Mount Washington yet so we went to hike Mount Washington and I just remember that we you know pulled into the parking lot and we started walking towards the trailhead and then all of a sudden he stopped and he's like oh I forgot something and I was like what did you forget and he ran back to the car and he grabbed something out of the glove compartment and I was like well what's that and he's like um directions (laughs) I was like directions up the mountain there's a trailhead but okay but it was like a piece of white paper like folded up and he put it in his pocket and um like Paul why are you not looking at directions the whole time he's like they're actually unuseful (laughs) so then we were having this great hike and we got all the way up to the top of the mountain beautiful views and just you know um you know it was just it was just gorgeous like the white mountains are just breathtaking and so we had this great hike I think the whole thing is like an eight-hour hike or something but we were up at the top and she was like I need to ask you something and I was like I think I kind of know what it is and he's like um and he's like but I'm I'm I think he said I'm nervous or something I'm yeah, scared I don't know why I, I feel nervous right said. now as you're telling the story I'm like oh my gosh I hope she says yes to him he has that white piece of paper that he wrote everything out on I hope she says yes I'm like I know how the story ends but I'm still nervous so um so basically I said well do you want to say it at the same time and he was like yeah so we both whispered into each other's ear at the same time will you marry me this is very equal that is so sweet yeah and then I was like but what's the paper (laughs) he's like oh yeah so he pulls out this piece of paper and he had written this whole thing called mountaintops and it basically started out saying I hope everything's gone well and if I've had the guts to do it and you've said yes then everything has you know and he but it talked about mountaintops as like sort of a metaphor to like you've taken me these heights and high places and Paul's uh, a poet yeah (laughs) so I have it somewhere still (laughs) but yeah basically it just um it was just a beautiful um thing that he wrote for me about yeah. mountaintops and comparing that to our relationship and in it you know will you marry me and yeah. I said yes but he but didn't have the ring on him he just was he like just planning on a giant rock and said uh, here is a giant rock like an actual rock That's so funny. <laughs> but then we which was fine with me but then we um we just walked it we hiked down the rest of the mountain um, yeah, I feel like a ring isn't that important to a proposal as long as there's like, as long as it's like special place and special meaning and it's like thought out and sweet and like, I don't know, like I like the well, story, I, I like that story. To input too on a ring that I would yeah. like, but anyway, um, but so we walked down the mountain and the whole way down we were just like talking about, you know, 
well, when will our wedding be? And what will it be like? And who will we invite? Oh, that's no, so no. cute. So we're just like, just like all these ideas flying and we should have it have for college and da, 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 da. So, and it was July 4th. So we, um, we ended the hike at the bottom of the mountain and there's this beautiful hotel called the Mount Washington Hotel. And he had reserved that for the night and they had like Aww. a whole special dinner. And, oh, he told me you have to bring a dress because it was like a dress up thing. And we um there was dancing and there were fireworks and it was and we met this older couple who was really cute and they were dancing and somehow we started talking to them and told them that we had just gotten engaged of course they'd been married like you know 50 years or something and they were really cute and they and we chatted with them and yeah so it was just like this really lovely such a beautiful story what the mountaintops and the fireworks july 4th so every july 4th we remember that that's when we got engaged that's our engagement anniversary that is and quite beautiful. Oh. <laughs> and then, do you want to talk about the wedding at all? Any good stories from the wedding? Um, the wedding was beautiful and fun. It was at Hartford College. Well, the service was at um, uh, his church that he sang at growing up, Church of the Redeemer. And then Haverford College, where I grew up and where my dad taught, that's where we had the reception. One of the highlights of our wedding was that a bunch of his friends who um, some of them, I guess, had sung at Dartmouth um, in the airs with him, but others were just friends he'd met in Philly, guys he played poker with, and they had also um, sung a cappella at different schools, like um, one friend sang at Amherst, I think another friend sang at Williams. So there were a bunch of guys who sang. And so they just decided um, on the steps of Founders Hall, where we had our reception, to just do a little impromptu concert. So Mm -hmm. they sang Paul's song. They all kind of like chatted and they're like, hey, can we learn this one really quick? And Mm -hmm. Paul had the solo and... So it was weird really... if he didn't get the solo on his own <laughs> yeah. wedding day. So <laughs> nah, just... man, Ted's got this one, Paul. Step back. <laughs> that would be so funny. Ted didn't. Ted wasn't in it, but anyway, there was. Just <laughs> Ted, a bunch Ted of guys. was not. I don't know. Shout out Ted. Ted gave a very fun toast. Ted gave a toast. Uh, my sisters gave amazing, amazing toasts. Uh, my dad too. Why was I not invited to the wedding, Sylvie? You weren't born yet. It's no excuse. Anyway, <laughs> so what? One of the highlights is dad singing um, in front of everybody. <laughs> And yeah, it was just um, it was just really really fun wedding and yeah. yeah, and then we did an awesome honeymoon in um, all over Asia. So we visited. We had like three weeks and we Bali. traveled to Bali and Thailand and Taiwan and Japan and Hong Kong and it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And now you're happily married. And we're happily married. Twenty two years later, still going. That's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> What's been your favorite? Like, I think I asked Dad a similar question, but like, what do you think has made the marriage work? And what is your favorite thing about your guys' partnership and your love and your like just your team? Um, yeah, team. Just the friendship. Just that we we just get along so well. Um, he cracks me up. I think I crack him up. We challenge each other. <laughs> we definitely funny. challenge each other. You're funny too. We support each <laughs> other. I mean, not to get like, you know, into the darkness right now, but he's been sick for about three and a half months. And, you know, the, the vow I took through sickness and in health is definitely ringing true right now that I am, you know, completely by his side. He cannot do a lot of the fun things that we would normally do together. He hasn't really been able to socialize or, you know, run or play pickleball with me or <laughs> all these fun things that we do normally. Um, and 
um, he just hadn't fully okay. been himself during the sickness, but, but Sylvie stuck by him yeah, every single day, and obviously, yeah. He's my but, priority, and I want him to be healthy, and I want to take care of him and do whatever he needs to, you know, make him well again, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see such love like that and such care, um, and I remember you telling me that Dad had told you, like, really, like, he was like, I knew you loved me, but I know now that you really love me in sickness through and health, baby. Like, and I just think that's very sweet, and it's course, it's yeah. beautiful. It's like your your love is, you know, is just the different stages. I mean, when you've been married twenty two years, a lot yeah. of different things happen. So, you know, you have like the wooing stage, which is really fun, and then you have like, you know, you're getting married, and then it's like we're having babies, and you know, like that's crazy. And we have you, yeah. and we have Mia, and that's a whole other adventure, which is just like completely yeah. incredible, and then. And just being parents together and, um, you know, figuring out how to raise you guys. and yeah. um, Which you guys did a pretty good job at, I think. pretty good job. I mean, but I think your love, what I was going to say is I feel like your love is really being, like, tested. And it's just, yeah. like, fully succeeding. And, and it's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, life life throws you curveballs. Um, but you guys have always worked as a team and, you know, made it made it work. And it's beautiful to see. It's very inspiring for me. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> any final <laughs> any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Well, I think I said She's in love. Last one. I said, you know, I I definitely I think I said don't get married too young kiddos out there and don't and also marry your best friend, which is what I did. I mean, Paul is definitely my best friend and um yeah. So there you go. <laughs> also, last time me and Sylvie podcasted, it cut off right at the hour mark and um I had I was still there was just some technical difficulties so she didn't get she was like wrapping up her final stuff so do you just have anything do you have your final thoughts in general my final thoughts in general (laughs) at that point remember i changed it into your uh, birthday video and said the best way to end the podcast is to say follow your passions like zoe cashin were you gonna say that then and oh my gosh that's about later but i don't know what i was gonna say at the time but um no i think yeah maybe that Anyway, what I was saying was that she you... She had a catchphrase in mind, ladies and gentlemen. What, what I was saying at the end of that one was that seeing you in Hawaii, pursuing your passions, really inspired me to pursue my passions. And I think a lot of people can get stuck in a rut in life. You know, it's like then you, you're in a job and the job isn't changing that much or, you know, you're in your, your house and you're not... I don't know, like people get stuck in ruts. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, look at COVID, what it's done to us. Like we haven't been able to do half of the wonderful things that we used to do in our lives. So, um, but to hear you say, I'm pursuing my passions, it reminds me that like, that's the key to life is like continuing to pursue your passions and do things that keep you happy. And there's always something out there to be interested in and to learn about and to explore. And so it's the same thing with a relationship, you know, like just keep, keep putting your passion into the relationship and um you're there's it's going to change you're always going to keep learning growing from each other like the relationship grows Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't know where I just went with that but (laughs) (laughs) I loved it Sylvie looks in love right now retelling the stories and it's beautiful and yeah this has been my parents love story and I hope you guys enjoyed. I think it's a beautiful one. Um, it makes yes. me happy to talk about and listen to and all the good things. Yeah, and how wonderful life is that you're in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They played <laughs> that. They, that's your final <laughs> thought? Elton John, your song. It was actually the version from 
Moulin Rouge, <laughs> the musical. Really? Yeah, it's the Ewan McGregor version of that song that we played nonstop when you were born. And then we tried to find a song for Mia, and we just kept looking, looking, couldn't find anything as good. And so we just decided it's going to be the same song again for Mia. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was your song for both of you when you were born. And It's our that. song. Yeah, and I hear that song, and I just, like, I remember you guys being born, and I just, it brings tears to my eyes, like tears of joy and happiness. Yeah, yeah. Aww, so beautiful. Yeah. Well, this has been Zoe Cash. And Sylvie, Sylvie's mom. (laughs) (laughs) And we're signing off. Bye. Bye. Oh, fuck. Wait. (laughs)